You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hey Lee, how fun are kids? Really fun and sometimes at other times they can be scary. (laughs) And that's why we are the hosts of this Glorious Mess Little Kids podcast because parenting is all about taking the good with the bad. You can say that again. And we don't always have the answers, but our guests and experts do. From parenting expert Maggie Dent. Mother Nature says I can't stay a child brain. You've got to gradually become an adult brain. But it accidentally prunes off too much. And the first area is forgetfulness. To finance with Canna Campbell. I will never say to someone, you cannot buy that. You cannot spend that. You cannot do that. Do it mindfully. But have it in your budget so you know you can afford it. It's not going to jeopardise your other expenses. It's not going to create financial stress and pressure in your life because life's more meaningful than that. We help you get the advice that you and we need. So join us, Lee and Tegan, on the This Glorious Mess Little Kids podcast, where we chat about all things kids related. This episode is brought to you by Nine Perfect Strangers, now on Amazon Prime Video. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud that is all about one of your current TV obsessions, Nine Perfect Strangers. Now, occasionally there's something that Jesse, Holly and I become so obsessed with, we need to hive it off from the main show and give it a little bonus. And that's how we're feeling about Nine Perfect Strangers. It's the TV series on Amazon Prime Video and it is based on the book by Leanne Moriarty that came out a few years ago. It tells the story of nine perfect or not so perfect strangers who all go to a health retreat called Tranquillum. Now, this was actually one of the first productions, Nine Perfect Strangers, that was filmed in Australia post the first lockdown last year. So when the whole world was locked down, this was going to be shot by the producers of Big Little Lies, Bruna Papandrea and Made Up Stories in a a, a sort of a co-production with Nicole Kidman's company. It was going to be shot in the States and they were quite deep into the process. They'd cast it. There was big hitter names in there. They were just looking for locations. David E. Kelly, who's the same writer from Big Little Lies, was brought on board. He'd written all the scripts. And then COVID. And lo and behold, scramble, scramble, they ended up finding the most perfect, perfect location uh, up in Byron Bay in the hinterland. And it's still set in America, but it was filmed here. And all of those celebrities were super excited to jump on planes, come to Australia, quarantine for two weeks, and then uh, crack on in very COVID safe conditions. And it's such the perfect show to be watching right now because if you are in lockdown as we are in New South Wales and Victoria you can't go anywhere I really miss Byron Bay I love it up there so the idea of going to a beautiful health retreat with some beautiful people has been quite nice to watch so we're going to just debrief on on it a little bit the 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 finale is coming out none of us have seen the finale we're going to assume that you have either read the book Mm. or seen the show Uh, and we're going to sort of cover a bit of the plot. We're going to cover some of the amazing actors, and then we're going to just talk about our favourite parts. So first of all, the plot, it all centres on this sort of mysterious woman, Nicole Kidman, and it's a part that Leanne Moriarty wrote for Nicole in her book, and it's this mysterious 
Russian stranger called Masha and she used to be a corporate high flyer. She had a near-death experience and she's gone on to uh, try to heal people of their problems. In the book, wasn't it that she'd had a heart attack and then in the series it's that she was shot? Yes, she was shot under mysterious circumstances Mm. uh, and brought back to life. So she starts this wellness retreat and she does some fairly unconventional things with her treatments. Jessie, doesn't she? It's not just about massages and chia seeds. I find this really interesting because if you listened, sort of the Tim Ferrisses of the world, the Joe Rogans, the, the men, the Silicon Valley men who are all about trying to treat mental health issues or trauma, And I I don't mean to say that flippantly. I think it's a really uh, interesting field of study, but they are looking increasingly at recreational drugs. And that's what Leanne Moriarty in her book and then in this television show really put under the spotlight. Depending on what the uh, issues of Mm. the clients at the retreat have, there's one couple, for example, Samara Weaving and, and her husband, I think she's an influencer, he won the lotto, mm. uh, the lottery, and they're struggling in their marriage. So she gives them MDMA. Right. And then the others are given uh, acid. Yes, yeah. because microdosing, especially in sort of Silicon Valley, has become so trendy. This idea, I went and listened to a woman do a talk on it once, and this idea that you would take a tiny little bit of acid pretty much every day and it alters your state and it means that maybe you're more in touch with your unconscious or you're more in touch with nature and with animals and you're more free. That's, it opens you up to yeah. – I thought, I thought microdosing was about being more efficient. But, Holly, you like to take acid. What's been your experience? <laughs> oh, my God. This is one of the things that I loved in the first few episodes of Nine Perfect Strangers is we've got all these big names, all these big Hollywood stars arriving. I mean, in the show they're not big Hollywood stars, but we know them as such, the Melissa McCartneys and Bobby Carnavales of the world, uh, arriving at this health resort – and all being told they're going to be subject to a protocol, which is my very bad accent that Nicole protocol. Kidman, uh, yeah, <laughs> protocol that has been specifically tailored for them. So much so that they're having brain scans and blood tests and all the things to make sure that this is them. And then as it unfolds in the show, you realize in, I don't know, episode two or three, that as you say, they're being microdosed with different drugs and they're seem to be various reasons for this. So Marsha, in whom we must trust, may be trying to get one particular family, the Marconi family, for example, in touch with the son that they lost to suicide because she believes it will help them move on. For other people, as you say, Mia, with the influencer played so well by Samara Weaving, it's about opening up and reconnecting her to her libido and sex life Mm. and joy and all those things. And I love the idea, and this is what's such a good idea about this book in the first place from Leanne that I think is really well explored in this show, that if you pay enough money, you can go to a health resort and they can fix any of your problems, not just like lose five kilos and drink a lot of green juice and, you know, maybe get some more energy, but that they may be able to unstick your writer's block or they may be able to help you get over grief or they may be able to save your relationship. It's such a great premise. It's such a good idea. And it's true because I've been to a number of these health retreats and the times that you go 
tend to be at crossroads. Mm. So, and because most people go on their own, it opens you up to, and and a lot of them have like uh, communal meals, and you know you're forced, I guess, to to connect with strangers. Everyone's very stripped back because all your crutches from the regular world are taken away. You know, you've got no phones, you've got no caffeine, you've got no sugar, you've got no screens. So you're you're sort of quite vulnerable. And so you'll be sitting at breakfast and someone will be like, oh, you know, my name's Mia, what's your name? It's like, oh, I'm Jessie, I'm here because I've just had a nervous breakdown. And I'm just like, oh, that's nice, Jessie. I'm here because I've got an eating disorder. And then <laughs> everyone's – so it's quite like that. It's like this very, I don't know, m- mixing pot of extreme emotion and experience. It also speaks to how wellness culture oversimplifies everything and, and thinks that in a week – all pain and all tension in your life can somehow evaporate. And that if Mm. we're all honest with ourselves, we a little bit believe that's possible. That if you just ate perfectly and if you just meditated right, then maybe all the pain that comes with being human would go away. And that's what I find really clever about this show is that it starts off when they all start sort of taking these drugs. And it gets to a point where I went, is this show telling me I should be microdosing because they're so open and there's relationships that are blossoming and people are getting through trauma. And then then it takes a really clever, sinister turn, which is that there is a dangerous side to this and no matter how much people tell you that this could be the breakthrough that that you need, Mm. there are really terrifying elements to trauma. That scene with Asha Ketty where she um, visits her, her son. son. Oh. I actually found that so distressing. I did too. The I way found that, that so and it's she she yelled, and you just go, "Oh, there's a really dangerous side to this that that is really well explored." The way that it's filmed, those particular scenes are very effective because you do also feel disoriented, and you do also question what is real. Well, hi there. I'm Claire Murphy, host of Mamma Mia's daily news and current affairs podcast, The Quickie. 2021 has already been another crazy year and it's not over yet. Scammers have what they call suckers lists. So if you've been a victim of a scam, you're much likely to be targeted again. She said the IUD was put inside her against her will. We have well-documented racial disparities in regards to health, law, education and employment for Australians. People should not feel like guinea pigs anymore with regard to the vaccines we are using in Australia for COVID. So if you're struggling to keep up with all the latest in a judgment-free zone, The Quickie is here to help. Get up to speed daily with The Quickie at mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie or in your favourite podcast app. What I think is really well done too in this is that we are as interested in the staff as we are in the guests. Mm. So when we, I love, some of my favourite episodes are the early ones where we meet everybody and why they're there, as you just said, Mia, because everybody has their secret. But then so do the staff. Mm. And I think two of the best performances are from mm. the employees of Tranquillum. I think it's 
Delilah, mm. is that her name? And she's played by Tiffany Boone, who's this absolutely amazing, beautiful um, American mm. actress. And Yao, who is one of the best looking men I have ever seen on television. Well cast, because in the book oh. I imagined him as being very hot. He's from um, oh. a show that I love called The Good Place that I watch with my yes. kids with Kristen Bell. And oh. he's so good in that. And he plays like a really hot, dumb guy. And in this, he's really hot but also really smart but tangled up in this web with between um, this triangle between Delilah and Masha. And he doesn't know whether, oh. when, when Delilah leaves, he doesn't know whether to follow her, what to do, because he feels this responsibility to the guests. And what's clever about the spotlight they put on the workers and obviously on, on Marsha, or Nicole Kidman as I call her, is that it shows you that you've got to be really careful who you are taking your advice from and who yeah. you are putting all your trust in because they're not okay either. Like they yeah. do not have it all together and it it's such a metaphor for who you follow on Instagram or who so tells true. you to try this diet or, or mm. whatever. We are all fighting our demons and it's not as simple as, as just like, the, yeah, the trust you put in some of these people is ridiculous. Who are your favourite characters? Tell me who you have been enjoying watching the most over the course of the seven. Every time Melissa McCarthy comes on the screen, I just I can't take it. my eyes off her. She's one of my favourite yeah. actresses anyway, but I love um, she plays this novelist um, her, called Frances Welty and she's struggling with her professional life. She's sort of you know, hit a bit of a ceiling and her latest book's been rejected by her agent and then she's been catfished by this guy who got her to send him all this money and she thought they were in love and he didn't really exist. And so she's at that stage of her life, I think she's in her early 50s and she hasn't got kids and she hasn't got a partner and she's, yeah, she's just wondering who she is and she falls in love with the football former football star Tony Hogburn played by Bobby Carnavale and he's got this drug addiction because he had this injury and he got hooked on opioids and I'm really loving their chemistry it's really sexy and very believable yes it is it is very sexy and it also what I love about it is that is that Melissa McCarthy isn't playing a slapstick but of the joke character that I feel like she has in some other So true. She's movies. playing a love interest. She's she's playing a yeah. love interest. And I read this um, really clever story. Uh, it was actually on Mum Mia the other week and it was about the sad fat girl trope and how in every movie or television show it has to be central to a character's plot, her weight, and yeah. whether it's that mm. she accepts it or she loses weight or, oh, my God, he loves her anyway. That's true. She doesn't come to Tranquillum to lose weight. No. It's, that's never mentioned. No. Because, and that's the thing, that no matter what your size, your size is one of the least interesting things about you. Mm. And this has been a really clever and I'm I'm really glad that that's what we're seeing, that this isn't about someone going to a health retreat because they want to change how they look. It's just Mm. a woman, a really complex woman, who's like, no, I actually just want to sell my books. And that's been really good. But I must also say, Asha Ketty, great American accent, very flawless. (laughs) I just think that the Marconis are brilliant, right? So that's the family. Asha Ketty plays the wife. Um, Michael Shannon plays her husband. And they have, and also their daughter is fantastic too. Grace Van Patten plays Zoe, their daughter. 
But the dynamic, even in the early episodes, before you quite realise the extent of what that family has been mm. through, the dynamic between Napoleon, who's the husband, who is like relentlessly positive and upbeat and, hey, we're here and we're running at it and yeah. we're giving it a go because they've been kind of gifted this experience. They're not as fancy as the others. He's a teacher. They couldn't afford this beautiful stay. And uh, Asha Keddie's character, Heather, who is so deep in oh. grief, the way she looks at him yeah. is like, I am going to fucking kill you and I love watching mm. that unfurl and it's just so good and Michael Shannon is amazing as he kind of that begins to fall mm. off a little bit that sort of happy slapsticky relentless positivity and I just think that that family is really great I love the way really Asha great. plays that character at that life stage when your children are older like she's her eldest daughter's 21 and it's like she knows that she needs to be helping her with her grief of losing her twin, but she can't get past her own grief. And it's that complexity of these three people who still love each other, but they're all sort of held together and also forced apart by their different feelings about the loss of, of their son. It's so, so well it's done. It's so, so brilliant. So we are not at the finale yet. We are that is coming this weekend. What are we most excited about for the finale? I'm excited because of the the ways in which it's diverted from the book. Mm. Firstly because I cannot remember how the book ended. So I'm like I'm genuinely I feel enormous suspense. In the book you yeah, only same. learned about the microdosing right at the end of the book, whereas with this they yeah. they dropped that earlier so that you can you can sort of lean into it a bit more. And it's funny because it goes from very much microdosing to macrodosing yes, as yes. we get through episode seven. So I cannot even begin to imagine what's going to happen. I reckon in the it finale. will divert again from the book, which means that mm. I really don't know what's going to happen. I have loved the weekly drops because it is appointment viewing again mm. and you get to talk and my brothers are really into it. They never watch television, but I've had messages from my brothers being like, what day does it drop again? Has, is there a new episode? And you get the week to think about it, yeah. which is quite good too. If you haven't started watching it, but you're like, should I? It's also very stylish, mm. which is the made up stories kind of trademark, right? It's just like the Big Little Lies adaptation, the title sequence the way it's shot the music mm. it's all very deliberate and thoughtful and it kind of is feels satisfying I'm with you Jesse. I can't actually remember what happens in the book and also it's so different the tv adaptation that I'm I'm really looking forward to finding out but I don't know does do things end well for Nicole slash Marsha I'm not sure and if you are waiting for the finale to drop and you want to dive a bit deeper, I did an interview with Zoe Tarakis, who's the actor that plays Glory in uh, at Tranquillum. They have sort of short hair and, again, every time they walk onto the screen, you're like, who is that? The, Zoe's a, a young actor and they have the most interesting story. Have a listen to No Filter. We'll put a link in the bio. It's it's so good. They make such good points and also they drop just a tiniest bit of tea about what it was like to yes. be out there filming in Byron with all the famous people. The finale drops this Friday. Watch episodes one to seven of Nine Perfect Strangers on Amazon Prime Video now. The flight attendant came over to me and she said, Princess Diana has just died. And I looked out of the window of the plane and thought, my God, 
It was middle-class women who thought, oh, hang on a moment, I can go out to work. I can have ambition. I can be married. I can have children. I can do these things. And that's why Cleo worked. Jacqueline Kennedy was awarded a junior editorship at Vogue before she married John F. Kennedy. And the editor there advised her not to go ahead with that editorship because it would ruin her marriage chances. The complete seasons of Extraordinary Stories are available now on M+. This episode was brought to you by Nine Perfect Strangers, now on Amazon Prime Video. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.